0: you're listening to the centenary church sermon podcast to learn more about how to join us for any of our worship gatherings at our 2800 or park campuses visit our website at lexchurch.com we're praying that god uses this message to encourage and strengthen your faith as you continue to follow jesus and we know that if just one of those pillars are taken away if it was to be taken away that the everything else would become unstable. And so these pillars that we're talking about are things that we need to understand as Christ followers. And I'm going to read two uh, passages of scripture this morning, first from Revelation, and then we'll move directly into 1 Corinthians. But I would like to ask you to stand as we honor the reading of the Word of God. Revelation 12, 10 and 11, then I heard a loud voice in heaven proclaiming, now we come to the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. But they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the of their testimony, for they did not cling to life even in the face of death. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. This is the word of God for all of you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You can be seated. The cross, it's a paradox that we have these symbols of the cross. We have them in our sanctuaries, we wear them around our necks, people have them tattooed on their arms and their chest. The cross has become a symbol of hope and freedom and life, and yet it was absolutely a tool of death and misery. The cross of Calvary was in an area where there was trash burned day and night. And the cross was not only a painful way to die, but it was a humiliating way to die because you would be stripped of all your clothing your hands and feet nailed to that cross, and people would jeer at you and scream at you all while you were still alive and dying a slow death. And there are medical accounts that have been written about what happens to the body when it is nailed to a cross and how death occurs so slowly. And eventually death occurs because of suffocation. Um, The person on the cross actually suffocates because they can no longer hold themselves up and their lungs drop. And it's it's a terrible, terrible way to die. And yet, it is a pillar of our faith and it is a symbol that helps us to know that the grace and the mercy and the freedom that Jesus Christ brings belongs to everybody, to all people. And there are people in this room this morning who have been Christ followers for many, many years, but they are living defeated lives because you have not forgotten your sins. You have no right to remember your sins. That's the message of the cross. Now, are there consequences for sins? Absolutely. Are there things that must be done in reparation because of our sinfulness at times? Absolutely. But when we ask forgiveness for our sin, God no longer remembers those sins. Why? Only, only because of the, cro- the cross of Calvary. One of the pillars of our faith, the cross. It's an absolute must, and there are factions of Christian believers even now in the world who do not believe in the theology of the cross. They do not really believe that the death of Jesus was important, and that's a lie. We have factions of the church who believe that we can still follow Christ even though we didn't believe he, was, he died physically and was resurrected. And that's a lie. And the reason the enemy uses those lies is because the cross is so very powerful, so very powerful to the believer's faith. Our God is omniscient, which means God knows everything, except there's one thing Did you know in Scripture about which God is ignorant. Scripture teaches us that very, very clearly. Did you know that the Bible, when it says that God has forgotten our sins, the word in the Greek is ignorant. It can be translated ignorant. God is ignorant concerning our sins. Also, the word can be translated unaware god is unaware concerning our sins once we have earnestly repented of our sins we'll have communion today you hear me say each time we have communion christ invites all to his table who love him and earnestly repent of their sin honestly repent of their sin there's a formula for that that god has put in place and the main ingredient is the cross did you hear that if you're a child of the king, did you hear that? If you are a child of the king and you have said yes to Jesus, that your name is written in heaven. Your name is written in heaven because, because of what happened on the cross. God has forgotten every sin in your life as a believer in Jesus. Jesus. Jesus took on the sins of the world remember last week we said the only reason Jesus came was to save sinners now that is a controversial statement in this day and age because we as the world we think we have all these lists of reasons why Jesus came he came for one reason he came for one reason to save sinners and he said once you've said yes to me then you can be unified as believers in Jesus. But He did not come to bring unity to the secular world. He did not come to bring justice to the secular world. Christ came to save sinners because sin, a world marred by sin, will continue to do sinful things. And once we say yes to Jesus, then we can be just toward others. We can offer freedom to others. Once we say yes to Jesus, then we can be unified under the cross of Christ. But Jesus came for one reason only, and that was to save sinners, to give you life and give it to you abundantly so that you could have eternal life. That's the, that is the cross. That's the message of the cross. It is a pillar of our faith. Jesus actually said, Natalie and I had a privilege to go and watch the, the next episodes of The Chosen at the theater this, this weekend. And it was beautiful. I encourage you to do that and the director comes on at the beginning and he makes makes everybody in the theater promise that they won't go out and tell anybody what happened (laughs) so people see it themselves but i will tell you this because we already know it because of scripture jesus said i came to bring division my coming to the world will bring division it will divide mother from father father from son sister from brother The message of the cross is controversial, but it is life, and because it brings freedom, the world really wants nothing to do with it, ultimately. When they know what it really means, they don't want anything to do with it. Now, we've succeeded in creating this pseudo-Christianity for the secular world to be comfortable with, but when the world really finds out what Jesus says, they don't want anything to do with him, because he said, what the message that I bring for my father will bring division and unity will not come until the people of God come together under the cross of Calvary. And I'm telling you, people who have not ever received Christ, people who are not saved, hear the good news because your life can be changed in an instant. Did you know that every sin of your life can be erased from God's record in heaven? But better than that, it's erased, we're told in Scripture, from God's memory. If you'll come to Christ, receive Him as your Savior. God will forget your sins. God will become unaware of your sins. God will become ignorant of your sins, the Bible says. And it only takes you just kneeling and asking forgiveness for your sins and saying, Lord, save me. I believe in you. And you will be saved. It doesn't have to be a big show, it doesn't have to have neon signs or glitter. God says very simply, I sent my son to die for you. Accept this gift. Agree with me. I believe that you are my child. Would you just come and agree with me on that? Because the cross, Scripture tells us that though your sins be scarlet, they will be made through Jesus white as snow. The Bible says that, actually says that. The Bible actually tells us though they, those sins be red like crimson, they shall be made like wool. What does that mean? Well, it means when someone receives Christ as their savior, that their sins are credited and charged to Jesus Christ. That's really what it means. This is a very simple message I'm preaching today. And that means that Jesus stood and paid the penalty and the judgment for those sins. And that means that God has erased your sins from his record. He's erased your sins from his record in heaven. It's as if they've never been done. Remember, we talked about justification as one of the pillars. It's just as if you've never sinned. I mean, there's not even a place where they could even tell whether it's been erased. Have you ever erased something with a pencil and you could still faintly kind of see it on the paper? Or you could see the indention of the letters? The Bible tells us that even that goes away. That's how, that's how well Jesus' blood is at cleansing us from our sins. In the life of the Jew back in the times of Christ, they had what was called a ceremonial cleansing of the leper, they had lots of ceremonial cleansings. And in that cleansing ceremony of the leper, they, they would take the leper to the priest and the priest would, would take two birds, two living birds, and he took the second bird, and he, he would kill the first bird, but then he would take the second bird and dip it alive into the blood of the bird that was killed, and then he would allow that second bird to fly away, never to be seen again, as a symbol of that, that sickness, that, that marred sin being taken away. Now, that's a beautiful symbol of the resurrection of our Lord even, but you don't have to do that anymore. You don't have to make an animal sacrifice because God says I sent my son to make that sacrifice for you and your generation. So why did that second bird fly up into the sky? That, that bird, that was saying this blood was shed to wash away your sins. It represented the cleansing, the sin, the illness the sickness of our souls being taken away so that we could live with Jesus Christ and his father forever in heaven. That never would have happened. It never would have happened without the cross. Oh, this is so simple, but so important for us. Do you remember the economy of the Jews? Have you ever studied that? Once a year, they had what was called a scapegoat. Same type. Of resurrection here. They would take two goats, one goat, and kill that goat. The priest would put his hands on the head of that one goat that was killed and then would confess the sins on the head of that goat. Then they would take the blood of the dead goat and sprinkle that on the living goat and they would let that living goat go free in the woods. Why? Because that represented the cleansing, the sin being taken away. And God said, you don't have to do that anymore. I'm sending my son, Jesus Christ, into the world to be that sacrifice, to shed his blood on the cross of Calvary. And all you have to do is believe in my son, Jesus Christ, and ask forgiveness for your sins, and you will be made, Scripture says, as white as snow. I don't know how much more simple I can explain it. God has accepted Not only the the, the living God as propitiation, that's just a $2 word that means to turn away from God's wrath. We turn away from the sin in our lives and we're free and that God has forgiven us. Not only that, but our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ wants to walk with us every day of our lives, even after that wonderful thing. It, It would be just enough. For him to to have get forgiven us for our sins but then the holy spirit is with us and walks with us day after day after day oh it's so beautiful it's so beautiful listen to me please this morning because of the cross you need to ask for forgiveness for your sins and forgive yourself because god has and that is it all not only has god erased your sins from his record. But God doesn't even know anymore of that sin because of the cross. God doesn't even know our sins. Now that's news to somebody this morning who's listening to this. Because what we've done in the church is we have created this system of condemnation to keep people in line, and it's terrible. And people have been hurt by the church time and time again. We have a podcast, a centenary podcast we put out every week. And we can see the number of people that listen to those podcasts. Do you know one of the highest clicked upon podcasts that we have done? One of the most listens, hundreds, was the podcast that we did on Church Hurt. People clicked that thing and listened to it all over the place. All over the world, literally. We can see that. But all over the United States all over Lexington. People clicked that when they saw it because, and I, and I said to our team that puts that podcast together, and they do such a good job, our communications team and our production team, they do a good job with that. And I said, do you know why people clicked on that so much? Because we have hurt people. The church, have, we've hurt people in the past. And I want to say to you today that if the church has hurt you, I'm sorry. We have misrepresented Jesus in so many ways. He is not a condemner. He gave his life on the cross of Calvary so that you could be saved and forgiven. That is the message of the cross, the grace of the cross, the mercy and the love of the cross. So much so that he doesn't even want to think about what you did wrong anymore. That's a beautiful thing. God just forgets it. It's hard for us to fathom that with these finite minds, isn't it? You know, if, if if I went to God and I said, God, do you remember that night that Denny McCardle was dancing in that disco and he did all kinds of horrible things? Do you remember? And Denny had asked forgiveness for going to that disco. Can you see Denny, Denny dancing the disco? I don't think I could. God would say, absolutely not. I don't remember that. Then he came and asked for forgiveness for that, and it's gone. I, I, let me look at my record here. Let's see if I can find Denny McArdle. Denny McCardle. Nope, it's not here. That's the kind of God we serve. It's a beautiful, beautiful plan that so many people living as Christians have not even accepted for themselves. And it's so very sad. And so, as I prepared, we 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 plan these sermons months in advance, and we talk about them, and we we bat around ideas, and we pray, and we journal, and we do all kinds of things, and we have commentaries, and you name it. Preachers have all kinds of stuff they can use to to really study Scripture and dig down deep. And there are lots of really difficult papers out there to understand the theology of the cross and the Christology of Christ and all of those things. And they're wonderful things that we need to understand. But the simple message is that God loved us so much that he sent his son to walk among us, to die for us, to save us from our sinful nature so that we could live with a pure, righteous, and holy God forever. And that was done through the cross. As difficult and as ugly as it is, it's so beautiful and freeing. Oh my. God can't remember. Look, this important pillar, this important pillar is what the gospel is all about. The gospel is about sin. Now you don't hear that very often anymore, you don't hear that much anymore, but, but the gospel is about sin. That's really what it's about. Something must be done with the sin of human beings. And if you don't believe we're born sinful, you know when a baby comes into this world, they don't, they, they're all about them. And they don't, they don't care what you need, they want what they need. We're born with a sinful nature. And scripture tells us clearly all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Scripture tells us there is none righteous, no, not one. None righteous. Scripture tells us that all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his or her own way. That's what humans do. And that's where humans stay without the cross of Calvary. Something had to be done with our sin. That's why joining the church won't do anything for your sin. That doesn't do anything. That's why getting baptized won't do anything for your sin. That's why turning over a new leaf won't do it. We have taught people the wrong things in the church and I apologize for that. But when you come to Jesus Christ, which is God's sacrificial lamb, who on the cross died in your place, and you stop and realize that not only did he die in your place, but he arose in your place to take away your sins, when you believe that, you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you give him your sins to be wiped clean, that's all it takes for you to be cleansed. And then things come after that. We want to be a part of the local church, the body of Christ. We want to be baptized to show publicly that we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Those things follow saying yes to Jesus. It doesn't mean we don't sin anymore. It just means that we're God's child and because of the cross, those sins are now under the blood of Jesus Christ. And because of the cross, now get this, because this is a tough one. Because of the cross, we should do the same thing as the people of God. We should not remember one thing that someone did wrong for us. We are to forgive them and we're to let it go. We shouldn't remember it no more. As I said earlier, are there consequences to our sin? Yes. I'm not saying when you forgive somebody, you have to go to lunch with them this afternoon. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying that we let those things go, that we have grace and mercy for others because God had grace and mercy for us. So we reciprocate that as we forgive other people. In the medieval times there was a practice, a gruesome practice, if someone murdered another person they would strap the dead body to the murderer's back and they would not allow that person to let that body be taken off of their back and that body would rot and decay and bacteria and maggots and all of that would come into that body and eventually it would make the murderer sick because they were carrying that body around on their backs so both bodies would be dead that is exactly what happens when we hold up sin over people's uh, lives and we don't forgive them that's exactly what happens we are walking around with a dead body on our backs and it's decaying and it's rotting and it's ruining the abundant life that God could give you. We turn around and do the same thing for others that Jesus did for us. It's because of our theology, our belief in the cross. Oh my, quit thinking about how bad you were. Quit thinking about how bad they were and start thinking about how wonderful he is. That's Christianity. That's what God is saying the cross represents. You see, when, when when you get your mind on how bad you've been, and we do that to ourselves, then you get your 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 eyes off how great Jesus is. That's the way the enemy does it. The enemy talks to us. Did you know that? He says, Who do you think you are going to that church? If those people knew you really, if they knew the things that you think about, if they knew the things that nobody else knows that you've done, they wouldn't have anything to do with you. They wouldn't want you in that church. What do you mean you're going to that church? Why are you going to that church? Why are you trying to do this for Jesus over here? Who do you think you are? And the enemy just comes at us and comes at us and comes at us in our spirits. And the blood of Jesus begins to flow over that and it's like the Wizard of Oz when they threw water on the witch. It melts away under the blood of Jesus Christ. That's Jesus. That's what he do- he's done for you. And all you have to do is accept that and live it out. Quit thinking about your sin and start thinking about forgiveness. And the church will never be triumphant and we will never make a difference in this city if we focus on our sin and other people's sins. We have to focus on forgiveness and grace and mercy because the sin factor has been taken care of on the cross. Quit thinking about your disgrace and think about your amazing grace. If you were here last week, you heard me talk about John Newton's life who wrote the the song Amazing Grace, a beautiful lesson in what God can do. You know who keeps bringing those sins to your mind? It's the devil. You remember that. You know who keeps bringing the sins of other people to your mind? It's the devil. Satan comes to you and says, remember what you did? Remember you did this? And I'm telling you, you say, get behind me, Satan, when you hear that in your heart. Because of the pillar of the cross, what can wash away my sins? Nothing. But the blood of Jesus what can make me whole again nothing but the blood of Jesus oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other fount I know nothing but the blood of Jesus oh my I'm telling you this morning because of the cross you have no right to remember your sins You have no right to hold the sins of others over their heads. We've been bought with a price and it was brought to us through an old rugged cross. If you were encouraged by today's teaching, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. To listen to more content from Centenary Church, visit our website at lexchurch.com podcast. Thanks again.